Welcome to One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who spend so much of their lives checked out. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy our lives are, it's important to periodically pause and check in with ourselves and others so we can stay connected to the present moment because that's where God is, right here, right now. The One Word Check-In is a common group builder activity that allows participants to summarize feelings in one word before beginning a discussion. This activity requires us to check in with ourselves and names our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. Hi, I'm Pastor Christy, and I invite you to check in. Think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. You can pause if you need to reflect on just the right word. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, so hyphenated words and phrases are allowed. Okay, it's time to check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection that's centered on one word that can be used in meditations and self-reflection throughout your week. Now the word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen to the scripture for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Get comfortable and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. The scripture for this week, we jump over to the Gospel of John, John 12, 1 through 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. In this story, we see examples of discipleship. Martha's gift of hospitality, Mary's gift of service, 
and Judas's concern for the poor. We do have to consider Judas's motivation as this hints at his act of betrayal. The first thing that drew my attention was Mary's act of devotion when she anointed Jesus. Now, often we think of religious leaders who anoint people for service. And some clergy anoint people at baptisms as another symbol of commissioning to be Christ's representatives in the world. But in this reading, it was Mary who anointed Jesus, not vice versa. Jesus tells us why she anointed him for his burial which was customary for women to do. Women use spices to prepare loved ones' bodies after passing to help with the smell and to give an honorable burial. But Jesus isn't dead yet. He is alive and well, enjoying a dinner with close friends. But the stench of death may still hang in the air. In the previous chapter, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And the timing of this dinner, six days before Passover, tells us that Jesus' time was drawing near. His death and burial would be coming by the end of the week. So perhaps Mary is honoring Jesus before his time comes. Verse 3 names the specific perfume used, nard, which was an expensive import from India. Nard was often used to anoint kings, so we have to reflect on why this detail was mentioned. Pontius Pilate will order a sign to be posted at the cross that reads, King of the Jews. Now, although some still reject Jesus as their king, Mary does not. By anointing him with nard, Mary proclaims Jesus as her king, as part of her discipleship. Versions of this story can be found in the other Gospels, but the details are different. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the location of the dinner is at Simon the leper's house, who was a Pharisee. And the woman is not named, other than a sinner, in Luke 7, 37. In Matthew and Mark, the woman pours the perfumed ointment on Jesus' head instead of his feet. In Luke, the woman washes Jesus' feet with her tears and dries them with her hair. She kisses them and anoints them with a perfumed ointment. The difference in details doesn't change the fact that this is a beautiful example of Mary's devotion to Jesus. The phrase in Luke and John that I have been reflecting on this week is, With her hair. The washing and anointing of Jesus' feet reminds us of Jesus washing the disciples' feet, which happens in the following chapter, 
John 13. Was this act so moving to Jesus that it inspired him to replicate it with the disciples? Did he realize in that moment the importance of discipleship was to wash and to be washed? When Jesus washes the disciples' feet, though, he dries them with a towel. Certainly they had a towel at Lazarus' home. So why did Mary dry Jesus' feet with her hair? I admit, I have a thing about my hair. I can't imagine using my hair as a drying towel for feet. My robe? Yes, but not my hair. This detail about her hair is interesting to ponder. It was customary for Jewish women in the ancient world to cover their heads. Hair was associated with a woman's virtue, self-worth, and respect. If a woman's head covering was removed in a communal place, it could be considered a great humiliation. By using her hair, perhaps she was honoring Jesus with all of herself. She made her discipleship very personal. I wonder if Mary wanted to have a remembrance of this moment. Fragrance holds memories. If the fragrance filled the house, it had to be a pretty powerful and overwhelming aroma. The exorbitant amount of perfume was to show Mary's sacrificial gift, but the fragrant act of devotion is what lingered in the air. Perhaps she was hoping to cover the stench of death, or perhaps she wanted this moment of honoring Jesus to linger a little longer. The fragrance would have remained in her hair as well. Perhaps she wanted a part of Jesus to stay with her as they encountered the trials of the coming week. I'm sure every time she smelled nard, she thought of that moment when she served her Lord and proclaimed him king. Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Subscribe or follow this podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends if you found it meaningful. You can also follow Exploring Scripture on Facebook and Instagram. Grace and peace.